This is Anime Out of Context, a comedy review podcast hosted by a weeb of the highest order alongside a cynical man who knows nothing about anime. Our show features spoilers, explicit language, and poor fact-checking. Neither of our hosts are experts on any topic and none of their opinions should be taken as fact. Thank you for listening, and enjoy. Hello and welcome to Anime Out of Context, the show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, but always hilarious world of anime. And I failed a test on both my weeb knowledge and human decency. I'm Sean Rollins. I'm Remington Chase. Remington, it's amazing to say this, but we are still alive. Uh, we, we are, we are. Uh, impressively, both because of the sheer saturation of anime and bad opinions and also COVID. So yeah, that, no, that like makes that... it a pretty deadly combination. But we're making it through day by day. Yep, and it's our duty to try and give some people a bit of a distraction from all the scary stuff out in the world. <laughs> Here's my concern, Sean. Yep. So, like, on paper, it's like the way we're providing a distraction is like, oh, we provide some laughs and lighthearted giggles so that they can find something, uh, a, a gram of, of hope and optimism in the world. Uh, but I, I worry that instead, what it actually ends up being is, is those times where, like, you would complain to a sibling like your uncle or your brother or something and you'd be like oh my arm hurts and then they would like punch you in the leg and be like that is that better and you're like no but then they're like well the pain in your leg now that's what you're focused on don't even worry about the pain in your arm so we're we're inflicting more pain to distract from the existing pain i didn't know you were the president remington (laughs) (laughs) that that seems to be uh my general strategy apparently yeah so uh, if you can call it a strategy honestly (laughs) Uh, but yeah, with, with my terrible opinions, uh, I, I don't think it, it provides the, the levity that a lot of people are looking for, but hey, if you're here, congratulations. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, happy, we're, to, we're something. happy to have you, but uh, it might get a little hinky here uh, from here on out. Uh, and so with, with all, all of that being said, what am I about to unleash my terrible opinions upon, Sean? Uh, well, Remington, I've been thinking. Oh no, I hate it when you do that. <laughs> See, I prefer the the weeks where you come in without much of a plan and you're like, oh shit, uh, let's throw this together. It's simple and uncomplicated. But because when you think that, that allows you to do things that are, are more complicated and usually worse for me specifically. <laughs> so you're saying that when I do something that's slapdash and out of n- nowhere, out of the blue, that it's better for you overall? You're, you're not usually able to prepare adequately my punishment so it may suck but it's rarely like abyss worthy okay you know that's fair and understandable uh but i've been doing something right? <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> what is this thinking entailed sean this this thinking entails us tackling something that's a little bit uh new but different culturally speaking oh boy oh boy i can't contain my excitement I mean, you might find it to be a uh, very uh, like interesting and uh, like surprisingly uh, new uh, perspective on uh, lo- on things. Statistically improbable, but I'm listening. Uh, well, let's start with the basics then, uh, because Remington, are you familiar with the term manhwa? I uh, nope. No. If you had it, to guess, what do you think it was? It is when you have the greatest of all men, Waluigi. Manhwa. So we're, we are watching the great hidden secretive <laughs> Waluigi anime. It's a harem anime, but all of the girls are also Waluigi. <laughs> and it's actually a thinly veiled metaphor for loving yourself in all of the different forms that you take. Thanks, Waluigi. <laughs> <laughs> 
I just... <laughs> so, what I'm gathering is I fucking nailed it. <laughs> I... This guy, I hate you so much. I know, that's the basis of the podcast. <laughs> you, you are entirely stupid. <laughs> I'm stupid in the, in the smartest of ways. I just... God damn it, that caught me so off guard. I don't... Ah, <laughs> ah I should have seen it coming, but... Ah, it's... Ah, no. <laughs> I mean... I'm gonna have to cut, like, a solid minute of me laughing. God damn it. This heralds back to the good old Lamia incident from long ago. <laughs> uh, so, uh, what, what exactly... Uh, assuming that I didn't absolutely nail it, even though, once again, it feels like I absolutely fucking nailed it. Uh, what, what exactly is Manwa? Uh, okay. Okay, it's uh, it's a bit. Keep it together, Rollins. <laughs> uh, I'm trying, damn it. We have a very serious podcast to proceed with. Oh, uh, God, I'm never going to be able to look at Manwa the same again. Uh, but no, uh, Manwa, uh, English spelling being uh, M-A-N-H-W-A, uh, is the uh, term for a series of comics uh, from Korea. Okay, so this is not anime then. It is anime. If it's Korean, it's not anime. That's not how it works, Remington. <laughs> We've been fucking over this. Yeah, but you expect me to, like, learn? Fuck that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, if I told you that, if I didn't tell you that this was a Korean, then you would have been like, oh yeah, that's an anime throughout the whole thing. <laughs> Especially because if you really want to get into it, the definition of anime is, spoiler alert, animation. No, but it's like Japanese animation, though. Nine. It is simply known as animation. Pixar oh, is technically anime. All right, Live with then. that thought. All right, Corey in the house is anime once more. Fuck yeah, brother. It's not, though. It's live <laughs> action. <laughs> <laughs> but what is live action other than animation of three di three dimensions, Sean? What's the difference between live action and CG? Nothing at all. And I don't so know. Maybe the fucking computer generated <laughs> part, you dipshit. I don't know. I I I'm, I still have my doubts. Uh, but we're, we're, I I assume with all of this, we're jumping into a manhwa then. Uh, kind of. Yes. Uh, cause lately, uh, Crunchyroll and other places have been trying to uh popularize some more manhwa and some manhwa authors by uh doing exclusive anime adaptations of these very popular web comics. All right. So here's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping that we get a little bit of like a different cultural perspective, maybe some different tropes. Maybe it won't be the same old bullshit that I always rail against episode after episode after episode of the podcast until my dying breath. My worry, though, is that it's just the same old shit. Well, I mean, there's definitely going to be some influences, obviously, because, I mean, again, it's a... Uh, it, it, the very... Uh, hmm, how can I say this without sounding uh, like a complete moron? Uh, <laughs> basically, Remington, there's a lot of shared influences when it comes to... Uh, manhwa, manga, uh, and, uh, you know, other media uh, of that type. I mean, so you're going to see some similarities, but the differences will uh, occasionally pop out. Uh, there's actually a very large amount of different Korean webcomics that are all quite fun and interesting to read, and you can usually read them on uh, webcomics, web if I'm not mistaken. 
and yes, that is the name of the site. Oh, okay. Uh, and uh, some of them can be really, really good and very uh, fun to read. Uh, and uh, take the weird format of being one long, long stream that you can usually read on your phone pretty easily. But uh, obviously, as you've said many times, the manga, or in this case, the manhwa, doesn't matter. So I assume that we're going to watch an anime that was from a manhwa? That is correct. Uh, arguably one of the first major manhwa adaptations uh, to be animated by a studio in Japan, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, because it was done by uh, Telecom Animation Film Studios. Uh, not a great, not a great name for a studio, if I'm honest. <laughs> like, that, that, it, that is that is a light novel title for an animation studio. Yeah, like, it, it's a bit simple, isn't it? Because it's like, oh, what's your TV station called? Television Station. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit, it's a bit too simple to straightforward, but they've put out some pretty decent stuff. Uh, nothing that you and I have covered specifically off the top of my head, but we hey, might Hey, then there's hope. Yeah. Let's see the first impression they make. Yeah. So the anime that we're going to be discussing today, Remington, is simply titled uh, Kaminoto. Kaminoto. Uh, or Tower of God. Oh, okay. I, I like the title. Uh, initially, I was worried it was just about some bitch Cammy who lost her toes, but Tower of God is way better. <laughs> but is God a thinly veiled metaphor for Waluigi? Oh, oh God. No, you can't. You can't track. <laughs> this is supposed to be like a cultural touchstone episode, Remington. Oh, fuck. Because there's a lot of people who want our opinions on this particular show since it's such a interesting and new phenomenon. That are you, only wait, are you implying that Waluigi is not a cultural touchstone? <laughs> I, 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 I would imply that Waluigi is more of a state of mind. I will, I, I will rename one of our Patreon tiers Waluigi. I'm not afraid. <laughs> you can't do that to them. That's not what they signed <laughs> up for. The, the only decision is which one to change. <laughs> I'd say the $50 one. That way not as many people have to deal with it. No, fuck you. Chef and Abusco is a great tier. All right. Continuing, we got Tower of God. So it, it, I assume when I think Tower of God, immediately think Babel, right? Right. So th that's where I would assume some possible inspiration comes from, at least. Uh, sure. Rem, <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, with all the other, like, Christianity references that anime is rife with, it's not a silly thing to assume. Oh, no, it, it's a very safe assumption. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see where you are able to pick out various uh, Christian influences if you are able to. Uh, so the basic premise of this, Remington, first of all, it's a actual fantasy, which is nice. Uh, it's not an isekai. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not fantasy because it's a video game. It's not a video game either. Thank God. Yeah. Uh, it is It is a fantasy with some mystery elements and some Okay, action. I'm digging it. Uh, basic, and it's, I'll be honest, it's a little confusing to explain it at first, but once you get into it, it's kind of, it's kind of straightforward. All anime are confusing to hear, so. I mean, Banania was pretty straightforward, if you ask God, me. I love Banania. <laughs> Can we, uh, let, let's just retcon this episode and just do Banania part two. Nine, nine. Why, would, why would we waste time like that? Oh man, Waluigi Banania. Holy oh, fuck. God. Oh my God. You are not bringing Waluigi into our fucking mythos. Okay, uh, that'll be the last time I mention Waluigi past me saying right now, if you could draw a Waluigi banana cat, that would be great. Okay, I'm done. Now proceed, Sean. Okay. All right. So, Tower of God, it takes place in this fantasy world 
build inside a supposed uh, tower, right? All right. Uh, now this this might get a little convoluted, so so uh, hold on to your butt cheeks. All right, I'll take notes. Uh, so there is a tower that summons people called regulars. Okay. Uh, with the promise of granting their deepest desire. Oh fuck yeah! Whether it be wealth, fame, authority, or something that surpasses them all. What, what's Everything... the summoning process like? Uh, well, like, do I a... need to do I need to find a genie's lamp, rub on it, and then also all of a sudden it happens? Do I need to perform a dark satanic ritual for the dark brotherhood or does it just like yeet me randomly uh a little of the last one as well as finding the tower itself Oh, okay, so the tower is just, like, on Earth. It's, well, kind of. Well, on on whatever planet this takes place in, I guess. It, kind of. Okay. Uh, let's see. But <laughs> well, everything right, well, awaits I'm those at the confused. top of the tower. All right. Uh, now, this is our main character, and I promise, I promise I'm not making up this name. Uh, 25th Bam what? is... <laughs> Uh, we just call him Bam. Uh, Why well, just call him Bam when you could call him Bam, 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 Bam. Because that's another anime entirely. Haven't you heard of Bobo, 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 Bobo? See, completely different. Oh fuck! All right, so twenty fifth Bam. You could just call him Bam. Good old Bam. Good old Bam, Bam Bigelow. That's a separate. Don't worry about that. Uh, mm, I'm, oh, okay. but what if it's Bam Bam Bigelow? Uh, Bam is a boy who has only known a dark cave, uh, dirty clothes, and an unreachable light the majority of his life. Uh, so when a girl named Rachel came uh, to him through this light, <laughs> his entire world changed. So you have 25th Bam and Rachel. Yes. <laughs> what the fuck? What's up? Uh, all right, continue. Are you are you trying to say that there's some inconsistency? Here? I don't know. It just there's a little bit incongruent. Especially, I don't know, man. Uh, keep going. Keep going. Keep talking. Yep. Okay. Uh, and after becoming uh, close friends with Rachel, he learns various things about the outside world because he doesn't really know his own origin. He just kind of wakes up in a cave uh, one day and is living in there for a period of time uh, when Rachel rescues him. Uh, then Ra- one day Rachel says that she has something she needs to do. She must leave him to climb the tower uh everything uh he cares about is uh leaving him and he has decided to follow her up to the tower to hopefully make sure she gets it to the top or to just hopefully be reunited with rachel Uh, okay and uh this is the story of him ascending the tower after his one and only friend and connection to the real world okay sure yeah so it's a pretty it's a pretty simple premise just with a lot of complicated stuff like mixed in for flavor all right i it sounds it sounds genuinely interesting uh but with all the complexities that provides a lot of opportunities for it to fuck itself up yeah yeah and it's a very interesting show to say the least because the art style they use is a mixture of like very um rough lines and uh some uh, interesting mixes of cg it's a very strange but interesting looking show as well as the fact that uh every floor of the tower is completely different and uh, it, i don't know it's just uh, interesting there, how many there's a, floors there's a are lizard there? man uh how many floors are there though hell if i know <laughs> does it do the thing where it's like every floor is different but we're just gonna like fast forward through 30 floors oh, also you... norn as the sword art online <laughs> 
I will neither confirm nor deny. God <laughs> damn it. All right. Okay. But I will just say that this is a very interesting experience, and I don't fully know how I feel about it personally, having uh, finished the first season. Uh, but Don't worry, Sean. I'll give you my, my opinions about it, and you can take those instead. I have the best opinions. The best around. You're channeling, you're channeling your degeneracy again, Remington. <laughs> but yeah, Remington, this is a bit of a, a, a bit of a curious thing. I mean, it's a new cultural touchstone, and a lot of people seem to really, really enjoy it, whereas some of the people are like, it's not as good as you'd think, or people are like, this is just confusing, I don't understand what's going on type of thing. It's got a lot of varying and mixed opinions, and I'm just curious to see how you feel about it. Well, all right, only one way to find out. Yes, and then, Rem, without further ado, let's jump into some Tower of God. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back after consuming five whole episodes of the hit 2020 anime adapted from a webtoon, not webcomic. Well, it is a webcomic, but the site is webtoons, and I flubbed that earlier, uh, so I'm <laughs> correcting it now so we don't get a lot of tweets. Uh, uh, but five whole episodes, and Remington, I'm curious to hear what you think because it's a bit of a, a bit of an interesting show in my opinion. Uh, interesting in a lot of uh, weird ways and interesting in a lot of ways that are probably going to get criticized by you so let's see where we go what do you think rem what do i think what do, that is that is in fact the question sean yeah. and you know questions deserve answers uh and this is one of those questions that deserves also an answer too hmm if i didn't know any better remington <laughs> I would say that after five whole episodes, you're still confused as fuck. Yeah, that, that would be a correct assessment, Sean. Uh, so, let's see. How do I feel about the show? Um, I'll fig I will figure out in my discussion with you right now. Uh, I will figure out what my thoughts and feelings are. It's going to be one of those episodes, I see. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Uh, well, let me at least elude some of your possible stresses. Uh, that's how most people people feel <laughs> <laughs> here I'll, I'll open up with uh I, I'm, I'm known a little bit for my little combinations with my uh anime arithmetic where i'll uh, th this show tower of god yeah the the combination i'm going to propose is ruby and spirited away uh and so that's i'm not going to explain that yet that's what it's going that's the combination i am uh i'm putting forward based on your previous reviews and what i remember from them that's not exactly a glowing revelation uh, no i mean bo both of those reviews were mixed and indeed you will get mixed in this one as well uh -oh. Uh, so, start off with episode one, and we get to see a sort of flashback, how we got to now, where Bam is chasing Rachel, and then she's like, I gotta go to the tower, and she gets yeeted, and they were chilling in a cave or some shit. Yeah. Uh, there's already, like, a really neat, different type of art style, where it's, it's definitely anime-esque, but has a very unique flair to it, and that unique style will continue all throughout, and is one of the single strongest things about 
about this whole show. Yeah, it's got a very, like, hashed line art to it, where the lines aren't exactly hard and flowing like most anime, but they almost have, like, different uh, values and gradients to them that make it seem a lot rougher than it actually is. Yeah, and, like, the backgrounds look real nice. Uh, some of the best CG use that we've seen so far, which is a bit weird. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Just a- because it was, the like, the least intrusive CG I've ever seen. Yeah, because I feel like they must have mixed some of the hashed line art in with the CG so that it's not as noticeable. Just the compositing of the two facts uh, made it feel really... It made it feel like it fit in the world, whereas a lot of times you'll see some CG backgrounds and whatnot that just look like the characters are just kind of motion-tweening along the top of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that that's how we get started. Then, bam, he also... He enters into the tower, and he meets... Digimon Toriel is how I'm going <laughs> to describe this guy. <laughs> Toriel, you know, from Undertale, just Digimonify him. I mean, and that, that that's what we got. I mean, he's more rabbit, less cow or sheep or whatever, but yeah, head on is or heat on. Uh, yeah. Um who is the caretaker for the tower? Um it doesn't really matter. The first one. And floor, so at least. then we're told that Bam for his first test needs to fight the white eel and break the orb to succeed and move forward. You know, uh, back in high school, I also fought with the white eel. Uh, <laughs> oh, God, we don't need to hear about your masturbatory habits, Sean. Oh, no, uh, no, it so- was just... <laughs> Seafood was hard for me at first, so you know, you just gotta, you gotta kinda, you gotta take it slowly. Started with eel sauce, then worked up to the actual eel meat. Uh, listeners, I'll let you decide what that's a metaphor for. So, uh, then we also meet two new people. We meet Yuri, who is a princess of, like, Jahar, Jahath, Jafar, of Jihad. No, Um, no, 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 no. Jahad, Jahad, not the other thing, because I do not want the NSA pounding down on our doors, be like, what kind of podcast are you promoting here? What kind so, What kind of dark uh, timeline are you trying to promote? Uh, Yuri is a princess of Jihad, and then she has a bitch boy, Evan, and they show up, and this all happens in the first, like, five minutes? Yep. And it's real confusing. Um, I'm, I, like, I have a hard time keeping up, because this, this so many times people have attacked me saying, oh, you just can't handle slow pace. Everything just needs to be fast paced for you. I, I've I've denied that. Uh, there's a difference between uh, slow pace and, and inefficient storytelling. I've long maintained that. Uh, this is on the opposite end where this is super fast paced, which often I enjoy, but it like does not have proper development. So it's just blistering right through. And it's like, hey, look at that. And you're like, oh, okay, I'm looking at that. And it's like, it's gone now. What about this? And you're like, but wait, what, what about that before? And it's like, no, never again. We're not talking about that anymore. And oh my God, it's just, I'm, I'm on a locomotive and my stop was three miles back. And I don't know how to make the doors open. It's, <laughs> I don't understand what's going on. But Yuri, the princess, decides that Bam has a cute face. So she gives him her sword, which is one of the strongest swords in the entire world. Yeah, yeah, because that he's, is he's... the reasoning. That is literally the reasoning used. I mean, yeah, because he's strange and interesting and a bit cute. So might as well see what happens if you give him a powerful god-destroying sword, right? Yeah, and so then he goes to the tank with the white eel, which is uh, uh once again, it's literally a Subnautica Leviathan. Didn't think that was a reference. I was gonna pull two episodes together but it applies in both cases Mm -hmm. uh and so he just sort of stands there 
as the eel lurches forward and consumes him and everyone's like, oh, well, that was anticlimactic. But then, then either Evan or head on, who cares, is like, oh no, actually that's what you're supposed to do. You need to get eaten by it. And it's, it's more like it's not really possible for newbie to beat this thing and you should just kind of go forth with it and trust with it and uh, see what happens, you know, because apparently a lot of the mechanics in this world are, a lot of the tests rather, are based on faith and luck, which is kind of fitting for the Tower of God motif, but yeah. Yeah, and so then he chops its tongue a little bit, it spits him out, and then he tries to break the orb but the orb doesn't break and it's implied that like you need to do something special to do it but also maybe not maybe it's just really hard to break and so he he uses the sword and asks for help with it after being prompted to and a woman shows up from the sword and Yuri the princess is like I never got a bitch out of the sword and the bitch out of the sword is like well yes you see I prefer men and he has a cute face and i i don't know if that's like gonna be a recurring joke which it's not going to be <laughs> this these are the only two times where it's brought up so i don't know what they were going for there i mean it's or brought up like one more time later in the show and i imagine it's brought up <laughs> later in the comics as well uh it, but <laughs> it, it, yeah no after this it takes a bit of a, a hiatus if you will yeah and apparently like the sword just prefers men despite the fact that we learn all the swords are only given to women and that's like how that works. Well, I mean, um, if you're with if you're with one type for a very long, long time, maybe your tastes change. You never know. Sure. And so, congratulations. Bam immediately gets transported. Oh, but he still has the sword, so he can't give it back. Which, for some reason, Yuri is surprised by, which doesn't really make sense. So Yuri and Evan, her bitch boy, need to go like the back route to go find Bam. We get another flashback with Rachel meeting Bam and Bam is like long-haired orphan boy in a cave or some shit. Yep. Yeah, it's implied that this entire world is under is underground and the tower is the only way to get to the surface. But also maybe Bam and Rachel are from a different world as we'll get to later. That's the other thing. And, yeah. and so then he wakes up and he's in this this broad uh this broad field that's sort of just uh desert plain style, right? He it's as if he's in uh in the African savanna. And it's a battle royale where there's 400 people, put it down to 200, and then the game will end. Good luck, fuckers. And so I don't know if there's a linear progression between the floors, because it was implied that the white eel was not a standard first floor. But now everyone on this floor in the battle royale is on the second floor as it is announced. So that's more confusing. Yeah, uh, it's so the explanation to that, which is briefly covered, uh, is that Bam is uh, quote unquote an irregular, right? So he he forced his way into the tower rather than being chosen by the fate of the tower itself. But also the way they describe regulars and irregulars is also inconsistent in their descriptions. Literally, as is the most of their descriptions for most things. Like I'll be like, oh okay, I think I get it, and then they'll describe it again, and I was like, was that what you said? before 
the the general consensus is that irregulars are very powerful people who have not been chosen that uh, find a way to open the door to the tower themselves, and that's why he was in a very different location in comparison to uh, in comparison to uh, all the other folks that enter. So in theory, there are uh, multiple uh, layers to the first floor as well, but we don't see them because we're all viewing this from Bam's perspective. Cool. So in the battle royale, immediately Bam is accosted by a giant dude who's right about to kill him, but before he's killed, he gets lit up by arrows and he gets killed. And then the woman with the arrows, she's right about to shoot Bam, but then she gets shot by a literal gun. And then the one with the literal gun is about to shoot Bam, but then they are stopped by a giant alligator. And the alligator's like, I want to kill that one. And he's like, which one? But the alligator doesn't even know who he wants to kill yet. So he's like, who do I want to kill? Um, is it that one? No, no, that one doesn't have a strong weapon. I want that one, which we'll learn makes no goddamn sense because as it turns out, the first person he looked at definitely has a powerful weapon as well. And so it's just a really confusing 10 seconds. I mean, as are all 10 seconds that involve giant alligator men. <laughs> I've come to realize. Look, if, so you're just, we, we, <laughs> if you're chilling and out of nowhere, a giant alligator man with a bright blood red spear saying he wants to hunt a powerful weapon user, I, I feel like a little confusion is justified. <laughs> so we also briefly see a bunch of other people in the savannah fighting one another. And there's samurais and these guys with big heads, four eyes and wings. And there's a doll and there is uh, a blue guy with a purse and hey hey it's a satchel <laughs> with the satchel my apologies uh and and that's the first episode and <laughs> so um whew, oh boy. It's, a, it's a lot to swallow at once isn't it <laughs> um i'll be honest it is one of the worst paced first episodes i have ever seen in my life and I think I can un I can explain to you why that is, if you like. Oh, please, please do. All right. So the way uh, Tower of God is currently formatted, right? So here's here's a Bob show for you. Uh, Tower of God first started the webcomic in 2010. Okay. It's up to about uh, 570 chapters now. Jesus. Uh, and uh, we've talked about uh, manga to anime adaptations in the past, right? So yeah. Uh, a good adaptation usually takes about uh, two to four chapters, I would say, uh, to make uh -huh. a full episode. Usually three to three to four is that sweet spot, just depending on the content of it. If you have a really loaded chapter, maybe you can stretch it out to an episode, but that rarely works. Uh, yep. Just so you're aware, uh, <laughs> and these chapters, I believe, are just a tad shorter than your typical manga. Uh, All right. But the first, the first uh, episode takes place over about... Mm, Nine chapters. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it shows. It really shows. Because they introduce a million ideas and then move the fuck on. And that's not and entirely their fault because they have uh, the the project slate was they had to get the entire first season of the webcomic into a span of 13 episodes. Oh, God. And there's about 78 ep uh, uh, chapters in the first season. Alright, so uh, then we get to episode 2. I'll be honest, in episode 2, it took me like 12 minutes before I wrote my first note. I just had no idea what to write about. Uh, we we opened the episode with Rachel, a flashback to Rachel teaching long 
long-haired bam just like how the world works and she's like yeah if someone never tried to fight me then you would you would fight them right if someone was ever mean to me which feels a little like sort of like grooming because here's bam who's just like this orphan child who's never had a home or a parent and he's being raised by this woman who is more worldly and she's like oh yes if anything goes wrong with me you'll you'll risk your life for it won't you bam why yes of course i would and that feels a little weird that's not what they were going for but that's definitely what it feels like a little bit well no spoilers okay continue uh so we we get a little bit more the the gator is trying to hunt down bam solely because bam has a strong weapon and the gator thinks that if he beats someone with a strong weapon then that proves that the gator is strong uh which just reaffirms between this and like everything yuri was doing and then we'll see some more later i think this show has like the single worst character motivations that i have literally ever seen in my life the the way to get a character from a to b is almost always borderline nonsensical and does not feel like it adequately justifies the action and that is a consistent theme and that's not great um so then we see that blue blue haired man purse dude he shows up his his name is coon and uh he intervenes between rack the gator and bam and so he ends up hiding they hide away from rack they they sneak away from rack cool we also see a fight start between a lizard girl and a samurai dude and it's shown that they're evenly matched uh and then we cut back rack has found bam and coon uh after they've chatted a little bit and he's about to kill them before boom it hits we've we've killed 200 we're down to 200 now it changes up everyone needs to find two people to team up with in five minutes yep and so they're like all right well we're all here now so i guess we're gonna be teamed up but rack of the gator is like nah i'm gonna murder you despite that despite being told that he would be disqualified and maybe like die or something if you keep fighting uh after that point Rack they is, eventually... is entirely stupid, if that wasn't obvious. Yeah. He literally uh, has a lizard brain. <laughs> Rack becomes a, an okay character, but he starts out a bit shit. Um, they eventually sort of trick him into becoming their team member. At one point, it's like two minutes left. And then, like, genuinely 20 seconds later, it's like 10 seconds left, which was jarring. But they do it, and then they get transported to the mothership. And the mothership is a very futuristic-looking place, um... Which confused me further. I was confused when I saw the gun. But now I'm especially confused. Because I don't know... I don't know the technology available or what the fuck is going on. <laughs> the technology is what I would like to call high fantasy sci-fi is the way I would phrase it. Whereas rather than having everything have a scientific explanation, it's usually powered by the magical force of the tower. It's whatever the fuck they want at any given time. So Rack is hungry. So Kuhn pulls out a candy bar out of his out of his man purse. And that is only notable because the candy bar he pulls out is all already open and i don't like that that makes me uncomfortable <laughs> um, that's just not 
God. I mean, he could have could have been opening it while he was pulling it out of the bag. You don't know that it was. I, I don't know. It, it, it was very loose. open. It wasn't like a little bit open. It was. It was peeled back halfway. Look, haven't that's you ever, unacceptable. Haven't you ever just been like, oh, I should ha- eat this candy bar? Realize, oh, it's only three o'clock, and I have to put it back. No. First of all, no. <laughs> Second of all, not when I'm about to go to a fight to the death. And third of all, not keeping it half wrapped, but half of it exposed to the elements. Uh, but this this certifies that Kuhn is a psychopath. So there's also in this show. I would say sociopath. <laughs> there we go. Also in this show, um, they they accept the Sword Art Online rule of jargon equals world building because boy, oh boy, is there a fuck ton of jargon. Oh my God. We meet the, uh, uh, what the fuck were they called? Ranker or some shit? Yes. And they lay out a bunch of rules and do's and don'ts and some expository nonsense. Apparently too many people made it through. So there's going to be a culling. And so there's the culling. There's this layer of water, which is Shinsu. Yep. That is the magical liquid energy that is flows throughout the tower and permeates every floor of it in different concentrations and is uh, utilized by the people within to climb the tower and defeat enemies and other climbers. Cool. So a, Shinsu water wall pushes everyone back except bam and it's implied there's a reason for this but whatever sure okay and you need to have some implied strength to pass this barrier some people do it effortlessly some people really need to force their way through it others can't if if all three of the members don't make it through your team doesn't make it through fuck you you're out of here uh so kun and kun is like let's stay back let's see what others do about this but then later Kuhn and Rack just immediately walk through anyway, so there's not much of a strategy or need to watch, I'll be honest. I mean, it was more along the lines of trying to see if there was any magic trick to it, because Kuhn is what you would call a schemer. Uh, and ultimately, he just decided, well, we just kind of have to push through, I guess, which is, you know. I, yeah, um, and we, we learned that everyone except if you're an irregular was essentially born in the tower and has never seen anything else. Uh, they were born at the base of the tower, essentially. Yeah, and uh, don't get me wrong. I, I really enjoy all the trials, all the ideas, the character designs, everything it's throwing at me i'm like this is interesting i want to see more of it and then it's like oh do ya and it's i'm like yeah and it's like well nope we're done and it was like oh okay that i thought it was gonna be neat but now it's gone and that that's also a continual theme uh bam and laroro laruru uh laroro laroro so bam and the ranker if that helps who's laroro okay (laughs) bam is like have you seen rachel and laroro's like nah and he's like and then bam is like what's an irregular asking totally for a friend um and it's like sure whatever uh i should also note bam he's not the worst that we've ever seen but he's 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 at very least if he's not a bland bitch protagonist he's at at best bland bitch adjacent that is the best he can aspire to because he he fits just about all the marks at least there's justification for his naivete though right and in, com- in comparison guess. to so many other characters that we have sure but it's still not interesting <laughs> i didn't so say that, that. so didn't, episode when two did i say it was interesting <laughs> Episode two concludes with everyone who's going to get out. Uh, they, they they do get out. Uh, neat. So basically Episode... all, all the really interesting folk. 
Yeah, all, all the ones who you were like, ooh, that person seems interesting. Yeah, they make it through. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we start every episode basically with the Coon flashback, so we get another Coon flashback. Um, then we're introduced to the Red Door test. A bunch of teams are going in. Uh, you'll either hear a scream or you won't. Uh, then I, I also made, at this point, when they were talking about Rachel, I wrote a note, and my note verbatim is, this is Pokemon, and Rachel is Gary. And so... <laughs> <laughs> to explain I'm that, sorry. My, th- my thinking at this stage, so Rachel has been in the tower for a little bit, right? Yeah. She is going to turn into some, like, boss ass bit type, right? right. That was the sort of guess that of the direction it was going. Um, then we get introduced to a Majin Buu stress ball mannequin creature. <laughs> I mean, if you have no idea how to process the words I just said, I saw it and I don't know how to process uh, it. Picture a balloon animal man that looks like he strangles himself for pleasure. <laughs> yes, very much so. Um, And he shows up and he's like, hey, you noticed that uh, the ones who screamed are the ones who haven't figured it out in under five minutes. And he says that to Coon. And then he's also like, hey, Coon, also, what about that childhood trauma, though? (laughs) And Coon is like, fuck you. Uh, Rightly so, I'd say. I feel like if somebody walks up to me and be like, hey, uh you've been disowned. Uh, I feel like a fuck you is warranted. Yeah. So uh, eventually, Bam and his team uh, of Rack and Coon, they show up. Uh, to the test and a bunch of red doors. You have to choose the right one. You have 10 minutes to do so. uh, And there are no hints. Kuhn is like trying to figure it out and trying to deduce it. And he's struggling to do so. And then right at the five minute mark, Rack just bulldozes a door because intuition at perfectly the right moment because fuck character motivations, y'all. Things just need to happen at the exact right time sometimes for reasons. Uh, But since the, the whole test was just opening any door with Within five minutes and seeing if you trust the Majin Buu stress ball mannequin. Uh, we also get to see a few others solve this as well. Impressively, uh, uh, now it's time to introduce you to my favorite character. Who's been a part of these previous episodes. But just hasn't been like super important. I believe I know uh, what you're talking about. That is the uh, tracksuit man. Shibisu. Um, Shibisu. Shibisu is the best character in this whole show. Agreed. Unironically, not only is he the most interesting. He is like the most fleshed out and he's played off as a comedy character essentially he's a normie cunt and if you remember the lizard and the samurai that were fighting earlier he got paired up with both of them so you got this total loser paired up with these two super powerful amazing uh warriors right he barely made it through the shinsu field just by force of will alone and also they give him a nice little moment where he actually uh he's the only one to find any actual relevant clues to it being under five minutes beyond just trust just trust the stress ball you know it, it you know what i wonder how dylan's doing right now uh, <laughs> <laughs> you think he's good you think he's doing all right oh uh, that's a great question um are you implying he's our tracksuit? i i mean <laughs> <laughs> it's very possible he doesn't say much and we, he often gets ignored so it's fair <laughs> Oh God! Oh, Love but hey, at least he—he—that does mean he's the best character. So yeah, that's also what's great about Shibisu is that he actually has like some nuance, and he is the only one with consistent character motivation that drives his actions in a way that makes sense. He's unironically the most logical character in the entire show, dear God. And he's played off as just like a joke character a lot of the time, but I mean, he's, he's the, he's the best of this show. He, he is the best character. He is the best one. 
Um, so then we get introduced. There's been another test of 400 new people getting cold down, but now only three were left out of the 400 because of improper testing. Because fuck your re- God damn it, Tower of God. Just give me one good reason for anything to happen. That's all I ask. I mean, the reason was pretty clear. The tester of that particular section was uh, impatient and just like, hey, kill as many people as possible. Uh, and it, didn't it, stop it's, it before it's, it everybody was, was dead. I'm not confused. I just think it's really stupid and lazy. And like, it's not like we, we were introduced to, I think his name is Quant. We weren't introduced to Quant being this way before. We never even were introduced to Quant. Quant. The first time we meet him is, oh yes, uh, well these three are just so powerful and because of my improper testing, they're moving through, so we'll just join them with the rest, I guess. And it feels so forced and almost so much of this show feels so forced and unnecessarily so. It's so annoying. So in episode three, and once again, you may be like, we're only in episode three? Yeah, because a billion things fucking happen a moment. The end of episode three, we start an optional game. It's the crown game. It's King of the Hill, where whoever has the crown at the end and is on the throne, their team advances to the top of the tower immediately. Congratulations. No, no, no. It's uh, They skip all of the testing phases and can go to level three quickly. That's what it is. What? Yeah. Wait, all the, what do you mean? They, what the fuck? Yeah, you, 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 that, that, that's what it is. Because uh, what they're doing right now is, to, is, is testing to qualify to see if they can uh, skip the majority of the lower tests by doing a particularly hard trial uh, and move on to level three quicker. All right. I'm glad you explained it because it's not really explained that well because the mechanics of the fucking tower aren't explained that well. Uh, by the way, we're up to chapter like 24 at this point. Jesus Christ. Uh, so one of the first teams is uh, Shibisu's team with the samurai and the lizard. They show up. They immediately wreck face. Th uh, and you think, all right, so one person always has to stay on the throne so the other two have to defend them. So Shibisu, the shitty one, he should be on the throne. But Lizard Girl, she puts it on. She's like, fuck you, wake me up if it matters. Uh, th th and that, that's episode three. Episode four, we get more of the crown game. And a few other teams just get fucking yeeted. Um, which is unfortunate because each one, like you see glimpses of these fascinating character designs that like I want to explore so much deeper, but they only exist for brief moments. They're all meaningless fodder and in shows like this where they're game based and competition based and like pseudo tournament based you need those characters their motivations for it to matter and so when you just have meaningless fodder competitions don't really matter that much i don't care uh and so it's unfortunate that they're doing it but at least tracksuit is awesome uh tracksuit successfully defending lizard girl pretty darn well um at one point he points out a lame man can be persistent uh which is the motto of sean's dating career hey now <laughs> <laughs> Now you're labeling me as the Shibisu of the group? Oh, God. At least for that line, yes. Oh, God. Um, So uh, Samurai, he kicks ass and saves Tracksuit's life. And so Shibisu is like unironically in love with the male samurai, uh, which is great. Oh, yeah. there, there, there's some strong shipping potential there, and I feel like that's fine. Oh, yeah. And there's like some nice dialogue between them, some good lines. Um, there's also some good lines. Well, here's the thing. This show has the most inconsistent script I've ever seen in my life. Because it will have some lines where I'm like, oh, 
that's actually like creative and good scripting. And then it'll have other lines where I'm just like, who thought that that was a good idea to put into the show? And there's so little middle ground. It's either like, wow, this is real solid scripting right now. Or, oh dear God, what the fuck is happening? Why would, why? To give a little leeway, I feel like it's fair to parse out that uh, it's translated from Korean to Japanese and then from Japanese to English. So there, there's bound to be some inconsistencies there. Uh, so, sure. Yeah, like I it's guess. not much of an excuse, but it, it, it's the kind of leeway I'm willing to afford some of its scripting decisions. But yeah. So uh, the story becomes like, how can anyone stop the crazy lizard girl? She just can't be beat. Um, she's kicking ass all over the place. Eventually, this guy who's been sleeping the entire time but is super powerful, he shows up. He almost sort of goes toe-to-toe with her, but she goes buck wild. And you're wondering, all right, so this is going to be interesting for, like, when Bam's team and also the hidden secret evil team uh, that advanced, how, like, that'll play up when they show up. Uh, If you wanted that, fuck you, because she activates her sword, which makes Bam's magical sword go a little crazy. She can detect his sword, so she disqualifies herself and her team from winning so that she can threaten him about the sword, and then that doesn't really go anywhere. And then they make a bet where if Bam wins... She'll give him her sword, but if he loses, then she gets his. And then they don't really agree with, they don't agree on the bet, but then later on it's referenced as if they did. Yeah, it was like an implied agreement, I think, which is not a great way to organize a bet or to tell a story, honestly. Yeah, no, it's not great. So we we don't get to see that. Instead, it's like starting anew with some teams that haven't done it yet. Now, Bam, Khan, no, Bam, Kun, and Rack, they show up up uh they quickly they quickly uh take the throne through uh coon duplicates some crowns within his his man purse because his man purse has duplicating powers yeah um the way they did it 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 was very interesting really interesting idea horribly done horribly done um because he coon was at the throne he could have put on the crown or handed the crown off but he doesn't because they try to explain it, but it's inadequate they, because reasons. They really just want to show off the man purse. That's the that's the real reason. But they are like, oh no, he had to distract everyone else so that Bam could get on the throne, despite him probably being able to get on the throne anyway. Um, wasn't great. Was once again motivations are lacking. Uh, we we see these very interesting. Like every other team has one interesting character. Like every it's teams of three, and you get one interesting character and two total background who cares about them and the interesting ones all interact but are stopped and so they get yeeted finally we're about to get to uh one of the final rounds right um and that's how we enter episode five Episode five, once again, a bunch of teams enter, one interesting character per team. And then all of a sudden, uh, Kuhn doesn't even want to fight. He's just like, whatever. And then one of the teams that show up, who's like the Eldritch Nightmare team, there's an Eldritch Abomination, a girl who can break your mind, and then a dude with a Thanos gauntlet. And that's the team. And they help out Bam's team. And the reason they help out Bam's team is because Kuhn, during the Battle Royale, instead of fighting people, talked to them and put them in his man purse 
And then after the red door test, he took the people out of his man purse, told them what was up, and they agreed to then help him and his team win the crown game. Yeah. Yeah, this is definitely one of those things that I can almost guarantee, and I can't confirm because I haven't actually read it, but I can almost guarantee this is probably one of the things that was cut from uh, the webtoon uh, because <laughs> yeah. I feel like I feel like a revelation like this would have e would have had to have been alluded to rather than being fucking out of nowhere. <laughs> Because, like, I mean... Grant, there, there was one moment. There was one moment it was sort of alluded to. And it's that, like, his man purse sort of struggled on the Shinsu field. Yes. And that, that four seconds, that was... All we got. Yeah, that that was the moment. Like, I feel like that was the second moment. Like, if they, had, I feel like if I go and read the manual right now, that I would, there would be like some interactions of him with these characters, and then it would cut away, and then we, all that stuff would happen. The bag would happen, and then it could cut back in, and then those characters show up, and you're like, wait a minute, wasn't he fighting those characters? And yeah, like so I feel it's, like it's like it, it's such a neat idea, but just the execution, and that sums up so much of Tower of God. Some of the neatest character designs, such fascinating ideas and the implications for so much but the implications and the glimpses we see into the world building in these other characters those are more interesting than the actual content and substance of the show i also just and realized it, i might have missaid the uh the release date of the show it might actually be 2014 where the fuck did i get 2010 you're Why is constantly drunk sean it's your irish blood I, it must be it must be at this point uh so they win that round finally we get to the final round which has the big baddies in it which it's it's been sort of implied that one of them might be rachel yeah and so they show up the big baddies also work with bam and his team for reasons that are not clarified really but maybe it's because of rachel but maybe not it's like it's like vaguely gestured at but not clarified yes um, so... I, so I actually know the reason why at this point, because I've finished the whole, uh, the whole season, uh, and I understand is, the is reason... Is it a good reason? Uh, the reason, it makes sense, yes. It makes sense why the reason is the case, but it also is one of those reasons that's like, ha... Huh. There's definitely no way to have known this, so I feel like they were trying to set up an extra little mystery, but the setup was just a little bit on the flimsy side, so it was a little hard to tell. But now that I understand, like, I understand everything about uh, all the characters we see in the show uh, from the perspective of the first season now, uh, and I can tell why they're doing things the way they're doing, and it does get better later on, but it's like, yeah, just the, the lead-up to everything is very mixed, to say the least. It has shit development. Yeah. Uh, also amongst, so we got the big bads, we got Bam's team, and then we have a team where it's one interesting member is a girl in a bodysuit with a, a weird mask type deal, and she's super skilled, kicking ass. Um, once the bad, big bad team starts working with Bam's team, Bam is like, hey, are you Rachel? Rachel? Are you Rachel? Hey, you know. hey, are you Rachel? I think you're Rachel. And she doesn't <laughs> respond to him at all. Um, you know, it's just a bit of a weird moment. Eventually, um, I'm trying to remember exactly how it happens. Essentially, he sees Rachel's face. So he gets off the throne to defend her and shit mm -hmm. or protect her or just because he saw her, which means that he loses and everyone loses. Well, basically what happened was is the girl with the uh, the staff flipped over and went to club her, smacked her in the head, and he freaks out and goes after to save her is how it happens. Yeah. So, like, that motivation is fine, I feel. Like, that... Uh... I 
look, his defining character trait is that he's after Rachel. And if he thinks that Rachel is getting hurt with us, especially with the uh, implanted, hey, you'd protect me if I got if I was getting hurt type of thing. Uh, it, oh, yeah. Like she she specifies like all the flashbacks have to do with like, well, you're you got to be good, especially to women. Never hurt anybody, especially women. Don't betray anyone, especially a girl, which is also a little bit weird. Yeah, there's a reason for it being weird. I will say that. Uh, but then here's the thing. So as it turns out, it is in fact Rachel. It's been a little bit like, is it? Is it not? Who knows? Mm -hmm. uh, it definitely is Rachel. It does not clarify why she never said anything to Bam or why she never responded. In fact, when Bam then goes to try and save her at this moment, she's like, Bam? And it's like, what the fuck is that? She's like genuinely surprised that this guy she saw was Bam and the one who's been like, Rachel, are you Rachel? Hey, Rachel, I'm looking for Rachel. Is that you? I, that I, he's actually Bam? I feel like that was just probably a misread on the actress's part, honestly, because she definitely recognized it and uh, everything. Like I said, my my hindsight knowledge, now that I've seen the first season of the show, is like, yeah, I understand everything now, and I understand why she said the exact things the way she said the things, but I feel like that one was just a, a minor misread on my part because they she definitely, it was more of a, uh, a, a like a impact shock Bam rather than a, oh, is that bam type of thing uh, but he's he had been there the whole time and she just was ignoring him the whole time and uh, that yeah, is not clarified purpose. or explained but why look i can't explain why without getting into spoiler territories damn it God damn it so uh nobody wins so if you were like oh man it's gonna be real interesting when these heavy hitter teams face off against each other not only does that never happen but there's no point to it. So uh, Bam gets hit in the head real hard. And for a moment, I was like, oh man, please just let, it'd be great if he died. <laughs> um, oh my God, that could make the show real interesting. Give me a little bit of child murder. He activates his sword and turns into Shinsu. Explosion that happens. Okay. And then we end the episode with the people who are higher up discussing everything vaguely. And that's the five episodes we've seen. So listeners, if, if, if you have not seen this show, you are probably thinking, what the fuck has Remington been talking about for 40 minutes? Great question. Great question. And the real thing is, Rem, I thought to myself, I should probably use the bullshit rule on this. But even as I was considering uh, showing you the whole first season, I just thought to myself, you know what? Not this time. <laughs> <laughs> Not this time because I feel like it'll it'll turn into you know another one of our two hour episodes. So we'll 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 come back to the show at a later date. I can guarantee that because it's one of those shows that like by the end of the first season, like oh okay everything makes sense now. The lead up to these things is so rushed and confusing. It's a little hard to a little hard to parsec. So I figured five episodes, good solid amount, and that's right before all the actual training stuff. So yeah. Yeah. Here here's my thoughts. So we started this episode. How do I feel? What do I think about Tower of God? Right. So let, let's sort of do the pros and cons. The cons, the pacing is atrocious. The development is really bad. And the foreshadowing is nearly non-existent most times. Character motivation, some of the worst that I have literally ever seen in my life. Uh, then we look at the pros. The stylistic decisions are phenomenal. The character design and the ideas presented are super interesting and creative and i really dig those tracksuit guy fantastic 
and I'm just so torn. <laughs> I think if it makes it feel better, Rem, if it makes it feel better, the general consensus of folks, uh, including folks who've read the webtoon, they feel that the first season, the whole season, is prelude to something grand and ambitious and exciting. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> that's which, the worst thing you could have told me. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. So that's where a lot of the problems is, and there are people who will swear and defend it. Uh, but I will say at least Sean, by the Sean, end of the- I, I have a question. Are you familiar with the BBC series Sherlock? Oh, God. Rem, you do realize you're very much in the minority when it comes to that show, right? Yeah, so uh, Sherlock, uh, which is a terrible show. And by by the end of, what was it, season three, four? Season four. By the end of season four, um, season four was awful. Uh, and a ton of people, even diehard fans, thought it was awful. Yeah, that's and because there, it was awful, but that's besides There the started a conspiracy theory, even, that it was deliberately bad and that they were going to have a secret episode add-on at the end that would actually be the masterpiece everyone was waiting for. What you've just described feels a lot like that conspiracy theory. <laughs> uh, that, that's the problem when you have Stephen Moffat write for, you know, a, over a decade. It just doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. And so, w w with Tower of God, I think it, is, it, as a show, has some of the single most potential out of anything I have ever seen. This show, if, if it had, if you fixed some of its glaring errors, could be a true masterpiece could be a 9 or 10 out of 10 100% good god how amazing how iconic type show but its errors are so so drastic and so major so it has amazing things that are so unique and creative but it also has such strong flaws this is an okay show that should be an amazing show and it's disappointing that it isn't one yeah and just to clarify the the chapter to adaptation ratio uh 27 chapters in those five episodes jesus christ yeah and that's not good that is like i said that yeah uh you can... it got a bit better it got a little bit better with the crown game but even then yeah. like at, at least this should be at least double the length which is insane no to me. like i feel like if this show had been given a a uh, a standard 24 episode core then it would have been fine granted that would be about uh two uh like two chapters per episode but that's fine you might have to fluff up a, one or two of them but adding extra details to make the characters more interesting and more compelling could make the show all the better uh that that makes me think one of the things i appreciate more and more and you see this especially with netflix right netflix because it is not cable television because it doesn't need to worry about fitting itself into a 20 minute 45 minute episode structure for this exact amount of episodes We've seen a lot more play both on episode times. So you might have a 20 minute episode followed up by a 30 minute episode, blah, blah, blah. While also you don't have to have exactly this number of episodes. You can have uh, the amount of episodes it takes to tell the story. And that's becoming a lot more common and acceptable in these non solely uh, cable television style uh, networks, right? And that is improving storytelling so much because it removes these, these arbitrary limitations placed upon it yes and that's uh, 
actually kind of what they were trying to do with this one because this is a Crunchyroll original Remington. Like Crunchyroll actually produced this in partnership with Webtoons uh, so that they could get some of that uh, featuring. But the studio, like the combination of uh, the studio they partner with and traditions and whatnot, they only managed to get the 13 episode core because they really, it's it was a, it's an experiment, Remington. It's an experiment because never before has a, uh, a Korean Webtoon webcomic been adapted fully into an anime series. So they, they were testing the waters with this series and that I feel like definitely hindered a lot of the more crucial details of it. And again, I haven't read the manhwa myself because I, you know, I was too busy trying to par uh, parsect all the information of the anime as I watched everything in one sitting, like a fool the first time <laughs> around. Uh, but I feel like that definitely is a factor. Uh, hilariously, there's actually another uh, webtoon adaptation that got approved shortly after uh, this that has been in production. And the first three episodes I watched of that were pretty dang good. So in theory, in theory, this is just the rocky start of a whole new uh, subsection and genre of anime as a whole. <sighs> it's just, it's so painfully disappointing, isn't it? Yeah. But all in all, I, I'll be honest, Rem, after finishing it, I still think I like the show, just not as much as I wish I did. Yeah, it's the, the potential that this show implies but doesn't quite reach is it's absolutely maddening and who knows maybe maybe uh when we come back and revisit this one because i this is jumping quickly to the top of my priority list because i want you to catch up to where i am so you can kind of see where i'm coming from and occasionally i'm willing to you know drop a slight spoiler here and there for less important shows but i feel like the big spoiler of this entire season at the very end of it is is so crucial to the series as a whole and to people's opinions and perspectives of characters that I can't really tell you more than the fact that you'll understand why things happen by the end. It's just mm. justifying getting to the end is the hard part. Yep. So uh, what I'm trying to say is, uh, if you're interested, read the manhwa. <laughs> <laughs> And then go to the anime and see what uh, what you can gather from it. Because I feel like if I had read the manhwa first, I might have been okay with it. But then yeah. again, what do I know? I will say, though, the art in the manhwa has not aged spectacularly because it's very different from the anime. But uh, you know what? That's fine. Bad art can, like, bad general composition can lead to truly fantastic stories, as we've seen in the past. So give that a try. See if, it, see if it's up your alley. Yep. So all in all, Rem, you're just... You... My, my brain is broken, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> I figured that would be the case. And honestly, the re main reason I decided to do this show, aside from like the cultural significance and the potential new era this could usher in, was because a lot of people have messaged me and asked me, hey, Sean, uh, what do you think of Tower of God? And I'm like, that's a loaded question, guys. Let me give it a watch. Okay. Uh, oh man, I think I like it, but it it, it is much like it's art style, rough around the edges. <laughs> so I guess, Remington, I, the final question I have to ask you tonight is, any chance you'd be willing to watch some more Tower of God with me? <sighs> I, You know what, Sean? Uh, yes, I'm interested in watching more, but um, I, I will hate myself every moment. You know, that's completely fair. I, I, I lost a full night's worth of sleep watching this, so... Uh... <laughs> That is a completely fair assessment. But anyway, thank you all for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Uh, if you would like to support our show, I have a couple ways for you to do it. First and foremost, the most helpful thing you could do to us right now uh, is getting on that Apple podcast, that iTunes, uh, purple icon. Go on and leave a review on that platform for us, or honestly, whatever platform you listen on, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify. And word of mouth is also an excellent way for us to grow. Not to mention that if you really, really... Are 
are getting a hankering to help us more directly with even more bonus content and uh, all kinds of perks, including getting your name horribly butchered and mispronounced uh, by our dear friend Remington, uh, we have a Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash Anime Out of Context, where you can gain access to all that bonus content as well as the horrible, horrible butchering that Remington is about to treat us with. So Remington, who are the lovely people that we need to thank this week? Of course, as always, I want to thank our bland bitch protagonists as well as our magical girls. But above that, we have the Yandere waifus who killed 397 others in a great battle royale just to get to us. And on that list, we have Rare Kumiko, Devin McCutcheon, Urox, Flame Prince, Scion of Oryx, Andrew Rawicki, Ross Palmer, Mechazap, Hito Kirix, Sage Schiffner, Matthew B, Reverse Kizmo Kizmo, Cat Zodiac, Kazu Morocco, Rem X Dr. Sean, Sarah Birch, Chase Fredette, Nixu, Salty Pretzel, Xerix, McAlex, Jacob Livingston, Konnichiwa Yamataro no Sean Rollins Kwaidesu, Glenn Michael Dolan, Juliana, Alexander Nasian Senyo, Farmer Why Haven't We Done a Centaur's Life Weeb, Hwood, and Hayden Lecker. Thank absolutely every single one of you. You are phenomenal, but that is not where the list ends indeed. Then we go on to the boy wizard tier going all the way to Hogwarts. And you know what? We're in a sporty mood. Now this is gonna be gonna be Quidditch themed. So first we need we need a couple of, of chasers. So uh Pilkster, Eternitarian. You you both you both are the chasers, alright? Uh there then aren't there three chasers on a team, Remington? Uh we're missing there are three, but fuck you, we're missing one. Uh because the, the numbers don't work out. Fuck you, Sean. Uh then we of course have uh Instead of two beaters, we're just having one beater today. Uh, and you know what? Uh, Adam Craft, you are the best beater. Beat the Christ out of him. Then we have a keeper, uh, Delina Perez. You keep those goals. They're all yours. <laughs> Guys, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are you implying that the goal of a keeper is to just, hey... I'm going to take these. These are mine. I'm going to take them home. I'm going to wash them. I'm going to name this one Frederick. This is mine. <laughs> Last but not least, uh, Miguel Delion, you uh, you are the seeker. So uh, good, good luck. You need to get uh, get the golden snitch. I believe in you. You're putting uh, a lot of pressure on them. I believe in Miguel, okay? Uh, besides, with with as great as Chasers as Eternitarian and, and Pilkster, how, how can it go wrong? So then we have, above all else, we have the Chef of Tier, Corey in the house representing, uh, I, I don't have a good one for, a hyper specific one this week, so you're just getting the basic ass one, so congratulations. Uh, wow, it, it's way hard. to make them feel loved and cared about. <laughs> You know, there's subliminal messages here that only you will recognize. There we go. Are you See, trying now... to turn them into fucking sleeper agents? <laughs> like, uh, we're gonna get yes. some news stories later on and be like, oh, that was us. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, you know what, and and actually everyone's getting their own secret agent name now. So, uh, I've I pulled up a secret agent name, uh, Generator. Oh, this, this so, is good. Alright, so of course, first and foremost, we have to thank the first, the best, the patron saint himself. None other, none other than Saint, or as I like to call him, the Moscow Mincer. Then, we have on the flip side of things, he's dark, he's brooding, it's the almighty sinner, otherwise known as Secret Agent Rupert Strange. 
Okay, then... now you're just ripping off fucking Doctor Strange <laughs> at that point, or like, yeah, any of the Doctor Stranges, DC or uh, 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 Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> then, then we have uh, th th this one already has some experience uh, with diplomatic relationships. We got Touchy Diplomat, uh, who is also Demolition Dan. He's very touchy, and he will explode. Oh what is spy name? What is spy name <laughs> requires constant explosives? Um, then Demolition then, Dan. And sounds like uh, the fucking starring role in a monster truck rally. He is the <laughs> chief driver. I, I can't wait to go watch Demolition D Dan tear it up in Gravedigger. This is going to be great. <laughs> then we have Zachary Shirley wants Rem to watch Major Second. And you know what, Zachary Shirley? Uh, I want you to accept your name of Agent Cooper. That one's just very plain. Uh, yeah, Zachary I mean, yeah, Shirley, hey, you, that... have, you have a very simple, straightforward yeah, one. Yeah, it's clean. It's precise. I, I like that. That's good. I mean, you know, sometimes sometimes it doesn't need to be big and bombastic. Sometimes it's like the, the simpler stuff is, is better. Uh, then we have Thick Mullet, the thickest mullet in all the land. And for a mullet that thick, you are none other than Digital Clown. Digital <laughs> Clown Thick Mullet. Are you uh, sure? What? Are you sure that's not us? <laughs> are you sure that you just didn't you, like when you clicked the button, you didn't have us in mind? Because I feel like I feel Thick like Thick Mullet, congratulations, you are us. We have a uh, Silicon Spectre who uh, is, of course, Agent Agile Balboa, <laughs> uh, the most agile of Balboa. Uh, Rocky Six is my favorite, after all. I suppose that's. We have Amoto Ahigao Uwu, who is the Harry Fiddler. <laughs> no, oh, Excuse me. No. <laughs> Harry Whoever designed this generator needs needs therapy. Much like I do now after watching Tower of God. And then we have Cass ID making Rem's job difficult. Worst Where's his Anti-establishmentarianism. Remington is a weave shot is right. Good God. What a name. And for a name like that, you get the secret agent name of... Fuzzy Mustang. <laughs> Fuzzy Mustang for you, Cassidy. And uh, last but not least, we have Kirino Kasaka is my waifu for laifu. Uh, she is your waifu and your secret agent name is going to be uh, the P Prowling Robin. Prowling Robin for you. Okay, see, that so, one's fine. Uh, I feel like that one can have some interesting That one works. That is like the only legitimate one. Uh, what was the other one? Fluffy, fluffy uh, Mustang or something? Fuzzy Mustang. Fuzzy Mustang. You know, he was my favorite character in Full Metal Alchemist. <laughs> and so, uh, from the bottom of our heart, we sincerely appreciate it. Thank you guys so much. Oh, oh, these random generators are going to be the death of me. I love them so much. And if you would like to contact us directly, whether it's for a comment, question, feedback, or recommendation, you can either tweet us at AnimeConPod on Twitter or send an email over onto AnimeOutOfContext at gmail.com. Oh, once again, thank you all so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Don't forget to love each other. And as always, don't fuck your sister. Dude. Started with eel sauce, then worked up to the actual eel meat, then worked up to the actual eel penis, then worked up to the actual tower of penis. <laughs> <laughs>